Welcome to the HCC Podcast. Our mission is to nurture love for God, love for self, and love for others as the highest goal of humanity. May the following message nurture that love in your life. And remember, you're always welcome at HCC. It's a perfect church for less than perfect people. Peace. Good morning, Heritage. Hey, two weeks, two weeks from today, your new pastor will be here. We're really excited about that. And Chris, if you're listening to us, hurry up and get here. All right. Now I have to tell you this. She's a teacher and already has a job. They already have a place where they're coming to live. And so that is really bringing it close, isn't it? So it's two more weeks. Are you really anxious? And if, if they are listening, let them know how much we appreciate it. Come on. Let them in. You have to shout it out. huh? Yeah, that's cool. That is really, really cool. All right, before I minister this morning, I'd like to sing a song for you, please. And so if you'll start that. I chose you before you knew who I was. I heard you crying down in Egypt's land You are my people I am your God A covenant you cannot comprehend Gonna take you on a journey We're going to walk across the sea. But children, don't you worry. Let me set your mind at ease. You do what's possible. You do the praise. I'll do the miracles. I'll make the way. Put your trust in me, you keep the faith, and when you can't go on, that's when I'll do a miracle. Listen to me. We are his people. He is our God. He saved us from a wicked world of sin. So why do we worry when it all falls apart? When the storms of tide of life comes crashing in? We have but one purpose. That's to trust with all of our hearts. Then stand back with wonder as we watch those waters part. And he said, you do what's possible. You do the praise. I'll do the miracles. I'll make the way. Put your trust in me. You keep the faith. 
Then when we can't go on, that's when I'll do a miracle. You do what's possible. Hallelujah. You do the praise. I'll do the miracle. I'll make the way. You put your trust in me. You keep the faith. Then when you can't go on, listen to me now, my child. Oh, then when you can't go on, that's when I'll do a Praise God. Give the Lord a praise. Amen. Give him a praise. This morning I'd like to share from the book of Acts chapter number 20. The book of Acts chapter number 20 verses 1 through 12. Now to give you a setup on this particular passage of scripture. The book of Acts chapter 20 it lets us know that Paul the apostle. He went into Jerusalem. All right. As he headed towards Jerusalem and towards Rome, he, uh, which eventually he lost his life in Rome, he stopped off at a place called Torres, all right? And when stopping at the place called Torres, there were some people that were worshiping in the upper room. So Paul joined himself with them, and he began to minister in that upper room. He stayed in that area for around seven days. But as he visited with that group in the upper room, and that's what I'm going to share with you about today. So if you follow with me in the scriptures, it's going to be on the screen. But now if you have your Bible, and if you're like I am, I underline everything. You know, matter of fact, I've had people that used to write on the side of their Bible the sermon that I used to preach. And uh, 10 years later, I'd have to use the same passage of scripture, and they said, Pastor, you preached that sermon before. And I said, well, well, I have it written right down here on the side of my Bible. <laughs> and so, now, if you underline things in your Bible, I'm going to have you underline those today. Now, if you have just your phone or whatever, you're just going to have to remember so when you get home, you can underline it. Follow with me, if you will, at verse number 7. Upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow, and continue his speech until midnight. And there were many lights in the upper chamber where they were gathered together. And there sat in the window a certain young man named Eutychus, being fallen off uh, unto a deep sleep. And as Paul was long preaching, he sunk down with sleep, and fell down from the third loft, and was taken up dead. And Paul went down, and fell on him, and embraced him, and said, Trouble not yourself, for his life is in him. And when he, when he therefore was come up again, and had broken bread with them, eating and talking for a long while, even till morning, excuse me, break of the day, so he departed. And they brought the young man alive, and were not all little, excuse me, not all little comforted. Let me break this down for you today. 
Stay with me for a few minutes and listen to me. Notice, first of all, in verse number uh, eight, as they put it on the screen, it said that they met in an upper room, all right? They met in an upper room. And your Bibles underline that in the upper room. The upper room was the place where they gathered together frequently to worship and to pray. Their upper room was like our church today, all right? So their upper room was a place where they gathered together, and it's like our place here, which is the church. In their upper room was the place where they received the word of God. In the church here is where we receive the word of God. Their upper room was a place that they spent praying. In our church, we spend time praying. In the upper room was the place where they worshiped. In our church today, we worship. In the upper room was the place where they fellowshiped. And God knows in our church today, we fellowship, 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 and fellowship. Amen. We love to fellowship. A lot of great things take place in the upper room. That's where Paul went to preach. He went there just like someone would come here today or like I'm here to behind the pulpit. And he began to share the word of God with them so that they could understand what Jesus really had to, was all about and what he had to say. And he wanted to be able to let them know that they had a, a new life in Jesus Christ if they desired to have one. Now, a lot of good things take place in the upper room, all right? The upper room was a place where Christ broke bread with his disciples. The upper room was the place where Jesus charged his disciples to go out and make disciples. The upper room, it said, was where Jesus tarried uh, or told them to tarry until they be endued with power from on high. The upper room was the place where the Holy Spirit came down. A lot of exciting things took place in the upper room. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot of exciting things that can take place right here, right in our church in 2022. If you agree, say amen. Matter of fact, as we look back through what God has done in our church, we are thankful to God that lives have been changed. Miracles have been taking place. People have been uh, uh, set forth into the ministry. A lot of families have been united together again. There's a lot of things over the years when you stop and think about it and we say, God, we're so thankful to you that we have a church where we can come to, a place where we can pray, a place where we can come to an altar, a place where we can ask for healing, a place where we can give testimony of what God has done, a place where we can just worship together as children of God. That's a wonderful thing we have here. You can say this is the upper room. This is the place where Christ met with, meets with us. Just as Paul met with that group in the upper room there, we are meeting day after day here. I thank God for the many, many churches that are around that are now filled this morning of people that are worshiping and magnifying God. And I can say that, man, this has been a great thing knowing we have an upper room just like this. Now, also, I want you to underline these words in your Bible there. There were many lights. Underline that. There were many lights. Anytime we get together as children of God, there are lights. Jesus said that ye are the light of the world. Amen? Ye are the light of the world. Jack Ingram, stand up for a minute, if you would. Jack, stand up. You're a light of the world. Just remain standing. All right? Paul. Stand up if you would. You are a light of the world. Think about that for a second. Alice Newton, stand up. You're a light of the world. Judy Barrett, stand up. You're a light of the world. Now listen to me and watch. These are lights. But can I tell you, you, if you're a child of Almighty God, 
You are a light of the world. If you think you're a light of the world, stand up. Everyone stands up if you're a light of the world. All right? If you're a light of the world, I want you to stand up. You see, Jesus gives us the right because we are his children, and he said, we are the light of the world. And you know what he said? Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. You see, what happens is you bring your light to church. I bring my light to church. We bring our lights together. And the more that we have coming together, the brighter the light becomes. And many times people say, wow, something absolutely has taken place over in that place. You know why? Because there's a lot of lights come together. And the brighter becomes. And the darker out there, we say, the world is a dark world. It sure is. But let our light shine into that dark world and we can bring some light unto them. If you agree with that, say amen. 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 Now, I want you to sit down for a second. All right? Everyone sit down. Now, Judy Barrett sat down a few moments ago. Did anybody notice that she sat down? Only the one sitting next to her. All right? Now, let me tell you why. I asked her to sit down. And I wanted to share the reason why. Because there is a danger that many times when there are many lights, that one light may go out and you may not miss it. You may not even know that the light absolutely went out. They just kind of disappeared. You ever sat in church and begun to wonder, what happened to so-and-so? Where, where, where is so-and-so? And you begin, and you don't say, you know, I haven't seen them. Now, now, as a matter of fact, it's been about three or four weeks since I've even seen them. You know what's happened sometimes in the midst of all the lights? There could be one light here and another light there and another light there. And we don't miss them. That is sad, isn't it? Because we're so full of ourselves and so full of getting together and so full of worship and so full of the things that we're doing that we miss, sometimes don't even miss the light that absolutely went out. When Paul was ministering to the congregation there, he was ministering the gospel of Jesus Christ and it was something for all the people to hear. I mean, he wasn't ministering some political points of view. He wasn't giving us a poem. He was ministering. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I think back in my youth days when I used to hear Billy Graham minister. You might remember Billy Graham. Some of you do. Some of us say, who's Billy Graham? It's just like one of our teenagers the other day wanted to know who, who Elvis Presley was, you know. But the fact of, I mean, who, who's Billy Graham? Billy Graham was a man of God where thousands upon thousands of people came to hear the word of God. And he preached just a simple message of God. He didn't preach politics. He didn't give you poems. And he didn't tell stories. He just preached the word of God. And as he preached the word of God, there were thousands upon people came to hear him. Ladies and gentlemen, anytime we preach Jesus, anytime we can share the name of Jesus, just like we did a few moments ago, when we can say Jesus, great things take place when we say the name of Jesus. Say the name of Jesus with me, if you will, please. Amen. Jesus. Wow. Okay. Let's go to the next one, please. Underline these words. Eutychus sitting in the window. Eutychus or sat in the window, the King James Version is. Well, Luke introduces us to a man by the name of Ludicus. His name simply means fortunate. That's what he meant, fortunate. He was uh, fortunate to have a light. He was part of the family. He was part of that congregation. He was part of them. He fellowshiped with them. He did things with them. He was, he was fortunate to have that, right? But now, 
He was a blessed person, but something took place. You know, he was in, at that particular moment, he went over and he sat down in a window. Now, why do you think he sat down in a window? I don't know. Well, ask him. Eutychus, why were you sitting in that window? Well, he could have replied because I felt like I was not a part. I felt like I was kind of pushed aside. I felt like no one appreciated my gifts. No one appreciated my talents. Do you ever feel that way? I've come across a lot of people over my years of experience that all of a sudden they begin to feel like they're alone. They're in a big crowd, but they're alone. No longer can they use their gifts. No longer do they get a chance to use their talents. No longer are they feeling like they're apart. Matter of fact, they say, I've heard this many times, there's cliques. And if you're not part of the clique, you're not part of it. You say, oh, pastor, not cliques in a church. <laughs> you bet they are. I tell you, there's loads of cliques that get here. This little group there and this little group here and another little group. And sometimes we fail to invite people in. And all of a sudden, if somebody begins to have a voice in there, they look at you like you're a little weird and strange. What are you doing over here, you know? Uh, you, you, you don't belong here. Matter of fact, you ever felt like you've never been invited to some of the particular incidents or group things because you're not part of the clique? You know what I'm talking about? There should never be cliques in this building. There should never be cliques within the church. I mean, every individual shall feel like they're a very important part of the church. Uh, we, we should always feel like we're very important. You know, I mean, there's a sad situation, though, sometimes when we begin to think about it. There are lights sometimes that are, uh, let me put it this way. There are many individuals that are not invited in. We take it for granted so many, many times. I mean, all we need to think about is we're fortunate to have a church. But think about what happened when COVID came. When COVID showed up, doors started closing. I knew many and many a minister that said they did not like preaching to empty seats. Can I tell you something while they were preaching? There was no lights. There was no lights in the building. You say, oh, that could never happen. It did. And it could happen again. It is vitally important that we fill our church with lights. It's vitally important that we begin to bring people who are on outside and bring them in. Just like some people do not feel part of, and maybe Eunuchus did not feel part of. We need to make sure that we go beyond these walls. Not just come here on Sunday morning and clap our hands and worship and raise our hands. It's more important than that. It's more important for us just to be ministered to. We minister to God while we're here. And we should be out beyond these walls ministering to the other to bring them here. Just don't take for granted it's always going to be this way because it's not always going to be this way. There are many, many people that do not attend, but they need to be here. But you know, there are some people that are here and they're not here. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, they show up at church, and uh, sometimes you, they, they're here, but they don't hear. They're, they're just here. Their mind is someplace else. Some people, their mind, is, I, when I was a teenager, one time my pastor made a statement. He said, I'm going, to, I'm going to give a confession today, an honest confession. He said, while I was sitting here in church a few minutes ago, I thought about that lemon pie that was home in my refrigerator. He said, now that, that is a shame. That I sat here and thought about that lemon pie that was home in the refrigerator. 
Now, nobody's going to eat that pie but me. And there's nobody in my house but me. And, no, and, and I'm going to get the pie when I go home. So why would I be here sitting thinking about the lemon pie in my refrigerator at home? You know what happened? He missed very important parts of the service. I've had some people say, I didn't hear so-and-so say that. It's because you were not listening. You were listening, but not listening. Sometimes we sit in church and we take everything, so, as I said before, for granted. You know, the sad situation is that there, we have people that don't even have a chance to get to church. I mean, they're working hard around us. We need to do some consideration sometimes. Think about those that are in children's ministry. How many times have they actually been here joining their lamp with yours and being able to again sit down and worship? They're busy working for God. But can I tell you, sometimes we get so busy working for God that we lose out on some very vital things. We have volunteers that are all the time working. We have men that are walking around this building, taking care of this building while you and I are here, and they're watching out to make sure we're here in safety. How many times did they get to sit in the sanctuary to worship? We have people that are, are back and working in other areas. How many times did they come and sit in the sanctuary and worship? Ladies and gentlemen, we need to make sure that their lights keep on shining and that there are so many that have been working and laboring and not able to really hear the word of God. We need to hear the word of God. We need the word of God. We need to hear what God has to say to us that we can go home and be encouraged and can be blessed. We need the word of God. Amen? Amen. 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 Go ahead and give the Lord a praise. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, look what happened to Eutychus. He was sitting in the window. You know when you're in the window, you're not either in or you're out. That's what happened with him. When you're sitting in the window, you're neither in nor you're out. And that's what happens to a lot of people. Without realizing it, they begin to separate themselves, and they're neither in or they're neither out. And, and then things begin to fall apart in their lives. But we need to realize the fact that everyone is important. Next one, please. Falling into a deep sleep. Underline that. Eutychus fell asleep on Paul. While Paul was preaching, Eutychus fell asleep. Well, that's encouraging. <laughs> Hopefully you're not falling asleep on me. But what happened? <laughs> it reminded me of a story I heard one time when a minister was ministering and and uh, someone in his congregation falls asleep, and he paused for a moment. He said to the person next to him, will you punch that person, tell him to wake up? And the person looked at him and said, you put him to sleep, you wake him up. <laughs> well, Eutychus fell asleep, all right? It didn't happen all of a sudden. It was slow. Begin to nod a little bit. Yawn a little bit. Gradually, they began to go to sleep. And that's what happens so many times when you separate yourself from the body. You separate yourself from the body and all of a sudden, little by little, you find yourself falling away. Little more falling away. You begin to miss church and you miss Sundays. Oh, I've heard the excuses. My children's games are on Sunday and I'll be back after my children's games finish during the summer. Can I tell you, God doesn't take any break during the summer. Also, I've heard, oh, I'll watch it on live stream or Facebook, cop out. Now, it's no disrespect to you that are watching live stream. But there's no place like being in the house of the Lord. 
Bringing yourself together in fellowship. There's nothing that takes the place of that. Some say, well, COVID, you know, COVID made it very inconvenient about me coming. Do you go grocery shopping? Do you go to Walmart? God knows if you go to Walmart. All right? You're going to be bumping into hundreds of people all the time. You know, I think people, some people just do what is convenient for them. And I think it's become convenient for some people to stay home and watch it on TV. I know I'm in trouble for saying that. Don't get mad at me, please. But that is the honest gospel truth. And sometimes some people, oh, here it is. It's called a sidetrack. Some people are too lazy to get up, get dressed, have their breakfast, and come to church. Now, if that hurts your feet, then you shouldn't have them out there where they got stepped on, all right? But the point simply is this. We need to be in the house of the Lord. We need to fellowship in the house of the Lord. We need the fellowship of the house of the Lord. We need to be here to honor him, to bless him. You say, you know, you, you, oh, I shouldn't be doing it. But anyhow, you sit at home in your pajamas with your cup of coffee, and you said, I'm worshiping with you. No, you're not. You're listening to us worship. There's a whole lot of difference than listen to worship than worshiping. I mean, you when you listen to worship, oh, oh I got to go to the bathroom. Oh, I got to do this. I, I'm still listening. Yeah, but when you hear in the house of the Lord, all of a sudden you hear with the saints. You begin to meet the saints and say hello to the saints and say, how are you doing this week? And I'll be praying for you if you have a need and, and go and so forth and so on. There's nothing takes the place of being in the house of the Lord. If you agree with me again, say amen or clap your hands or do something. Amen. Amen. <laughs> he fell asleep. That's what happens to a lot of people. They slowly fall asleep. I got to hurry. I got some more points here. All right. Number five, underline this, fell down from the third loft. That's what happens. You sit in the window, you fall asleep, and then you fall all the way out. He didn't mean to fall out. He just fell out. He fell from high to low, from light to darkness. He fell a long way. It's a danger sitting in the window. It's a danger sitting in the window. He fell from light, as I said, to darkness. Luke, who was a physician and wrote the book of Acts, said he died. Could be much plainer than that. He died. Ladies and gentlemen, to me, it is a terrible thing to see one of our children that's part of our family, to die spiritually. It is a horrible thing. We don't miss their light, they go. But it's a horrible thing to feel, you know, that one of them is lost. But what do we do about it? We've got to do something. They fell. Let's go to the next point. It said Paul went down. Paul went down. Paul put it while he was preaching. He could have had the philosophy, you know, we have a large number here. So if one just happened to fall away, don't worry about it. We still have a large number here. Every soul is, an is very valuable for the kingdom. Every soul. 
How would you like it if somebody totally ignored you? If things begin to happen, you got discouraged and begin to fall away. But let me tell you, Paul, the Bible said that Paul went down. You know, he could have also said, man, my message is very, very important here, you know. And uh, I, I don't have time really to leave it. I've got to preach, you know. But Paul went down. He stopped what he was doing. Felt it was so important to go down. There should be no depth that you and I should not be willing to go to salvage a soul. There are so many people that are out there that need important. During this process of COVID, we have lost a lot of our people. You say, where are they? Well, they could be at other churches. Possibly so. Or they could be watching this on live stream. Possibly so. But some of them could be totally lost. Some of them could have fallen and we didn't even realize. Paul said that he went, I mean, the Bible said that Paul went down. We should take all the time we need to, to go down and, embrace, and help them. I like what the next one is here, and I'm, I'm soon be close. Underline this, he embraced him. By taking Eutychus, he went down to Eutychus, and the Bible said he embraced him. You know what Paul did? Paul went down, put his arms around him, which showed compassion, which showed love. He left all the others up there, or those who wanted to follow him down, that's fine. But he felt that one person that fell was important enough for him to go down. He had compassion on him. He put love to him. What the young man did not leave was, need was a lecture on falling. He fell. So many times you and I want to say you should have did this, you should have done that, and you should have done the other, and you shouldn't have gone here, and you shouldn't have been sitting in the window. No. Paul gave him no lecture. Paul went down and embraced him. He showed compassion. He showed love. He demonstrated to us, to you, to me, we're part of the body of the church. I said that was the church. This is our church. We should look around and see those folks that are no longer sitting near us. What I think we should do is be, each one of us make us as a personal uh, individual or, or representative God to take care of all the, at least the three seats that are around us. You know who sits next to you. I mean, everybody sits in the same place all the time. You, you know that. I mean, when I was pastoring the church, I could always tell when people were missing. All I had to look at the seat. And I knew they weren't here. Because I knew, and when I prayed for all the, going up and down the aisles praying for people, I pray for each one knowing those seats that they sat in. And that's how I pray for. You know, you sit at the same place. You sit there every Sunday, right? You sit there every Sunday, right? You guys do, right? You guys sit there every Sunday. Every, every Sunday. And Paul, you guys sit there about every Sunday unless somebody takes your seat. And, you know, <laughs> let me tell you a little funny thing. We, we had some newcomers come to our church one time years ago. First time they were in church. And that's when we had pews. And they sat on the second pew. They came and sat on the second pew. And they were sitting there. We had two older ladies that used to sit on those pews all the time. And they came down the aisle late for church. And they saw somebody sitting in their seat. And they stood there and they looked at it. They looked at the seat. They looked at the people. They looked at the seat. They looked at the people. And finally they said, hmm. And they went and found another seat. 
The folks that were new said, did we take somebody's seat? I said, no, their name's not on the side of that seat. Now, if you want to sit in a special seat, get here early enough to get your seat. And some of you, sometimes I see some of you here 45 minutes before church starts in order that you can get your seat. And if you're, and you're put something on your seat to make sure that nobody gets your seat. Am I right? Am I right? Come on. Am I right? Absolutely right. So therefore, what we should be doing, we know where people sit. We should make it a personal goal of ours to look around and see who is missing this morning, and they're not here. Like, for instance, right now, Margaret and Mike, there's a young man that usually sits in the seat in front of you. He's not here this morning. You understand that? And there's somebody who usually sits in front of you. They're not here this morning. And so what happens? We need to call them up. And say, hey, I missed you in church today. Are you okay? Is everything all right? You say, well, I don't have their phone numbers. Get it. All right? Get everyone that sits around you. Get their phone numbers from them. Make it your own personal evangelistic uh, uh, effort to go in and get their phone numbers and make sure that you call them and touch base with them. And show compassion and love. What they do not need is a lecture on why they're not here. What they need is love. What they need is compassion when they're going through difficulties, and many people do. I've got to come to a halt here. But can I tell you something, ladies and gentlemen? Eutychus fell. And he fell because he was not part of the body. He separated himself from the body. God help you not to fall. Become part of the body. You're very important to the body of Christ. I tell you what, I, I, I kind of help you out when I have the music come back. That way you'll know I'm quitting, all right? I'm getting close to quitting. All right. So if they're hearing me in the side room as they come back and get ready for the service, all right, or for the ending of the service. He went down. But let me tell you that something excited, all right? Some good news. The Bible said life came back into the young man. And the good news is that Paul took Eunuchus, embraced him, revived him, and he brought him back up to the upper room. That was the exciting thing. He brought him back to church. He brought him back to church. Ladies and gentlemen, look around you this morning. If there's someone that you see that you don't see this morning, why don't you take the time to touch base with them, find out where they are, and get them back in church. Make that your personal goal, that you would get them back in church. You know, they need you. And someday you may need someone else. But he brought them back to church. Can I tell you that was a beautiful example? What rewards that must have been because that was another light come back. It reminded me when Jesus gave us in Luke chapter number 15 the parable of the sheep. He had 99. But he left the 99, the shepherd did, to go find that one lost sheep. And when he found that one lost sheep, he came back and said, rejoice with me. Rejoice with me. When the prodigal left and came back, when the prodigal returned home, the dad said, let's throw a party. Let's get excited. Ladies and gentlemen, the angels in heaven rejoice over those that return. And you and I should rejoice. You may know someone even right now that is hurting. And someone maybe that felt separated themselves. Someone that needs your love and your compassion. Make it your personal duty to go out and try your best to bring them back. And ladies and gentlemen, if you do that, then we can all rejoice together. We can have a reunion time and a rejoicing time. They restore. He was restored.
And then, as you notice in, in verse number 11, it said, and they broke bread. They began to break bread and eat together. You know what that meant? That meant they were restored to the fellowship. They were brought back to the fellowship. Uh, they, they were brought back into the fellowship. And I thank God for that. Eutychus was his name. Fortunate. That's what it meant, fortunate. Well, fortunate was fortunate to come back. There are some people there are not. So you and I need to make it our personal duty and personal responsibility to go forth and bring it back. God gives us a second chance, just like this Eutychus got a second chance. I'm going to say one more thing in this area, and then I'll quit. God gives us second chances. How many believe that? How many second chances do you give to people? Or do I give to people? How many second chances? God, he sinned against me. How many times should I forgive him? Right. Let's pray. Father, thank you so very much for the opportunity to be able to share this morning with this congregation. I enjoy our people. We are tremendously blessed. We really are great people. You have given us many wonderful, beautiful lights. And when as we come together and shine, I pray that this church here will be a, a house or a church or your house sitting upon this hill that can be a lighthouse to this entire community. You said, let our light so shine before men that they may see your, your good, our good works and glorify you, which is in heaven. I ask you, God, that you will minister to us continually. We'll give you praise, glory, and honor for it all. In Christ's name, amen. amen. Scripture said, take heed when you think you stand, lest you fall. My recommendation to you is stay out of the window. All right? Get as far away from the window as you can. And everyone's light is needed.